Welcome to the Medman Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. I'm Jesse Arnoldson. And I'm Jay Holmes. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's program. Hey, everyone. Jesse here with the Medman Podcast. I'm going to kick it off with a quick introduction of our guest, and then we'll jump into the interview. Today, I'm joined by Jared Schultz. Jared is the Director of Practice Management Services at Medical Specialties Managers, Inc., where he is involved in supporting a number of practice management clients and consulting engagements. He has dual master's degrees from the University of Utah, both in public health and in healthcare administration. Jared is a close friend of mine and also of MedMan's, as he was a practice administrator here for several years, managing a MedMan practice in Provo, Utah. Jared, welcome to the MedMan Podcast. It's so great to have you with us. Hey, Jesse. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, I want to kick things off. You know, every your whole bio has been focused on healthcare, right? From school to working for MedMan in practice administration and what's led you to a director position down in California. What made you get into healthcare in the first place? Yeah, so my experience um, living overseas, actually in Japan, really um, shaped my interest in, in health and healthcare primarily just because in the communities that I spent time with in there, you know, I saw 80, 90 year old, you know, men and women riding bikes, working in fields and things like that. So, so that really caught my interest in, in health and what health means. And so from there in my schooling, I pursued a degree in public health. And actually, you know, the thing that really is kind of like my main driver is at the core of me, I, I just like to fix things. I like to tinker, I like to improve. And if there's, a, you know, something that needs to be fixed, that's what I like to do. So, you know, kind of had my foot into the, the health world somewhat, but I actually kind of stumbled into a marketing job with a small physician practice after college. Mm-hmm. And it was then that my eyes were open to how healthcare is a place that needs a lot of fixing, both, you know, on a macro level and, you know, down to even small practice uh, operational level. So it was at that point I said, you know what, I'm all in on healthcare and there's a lot, a lot of work to be done here. And, and I, I think uh, this is where my, my uh, talents will be best served. Absolutely. Now, I know that quite often our motivations for getting into healthcare change over time and, uh, you know, for what actually keeps us in it, what, what's our purpose in working in this industry. Jared, what, you know, what's the reason you do what you do now? That is a really good question and one that I think I would benefit from reflecting on more often than I do. I, I'm definitely guilty of just getting caught up in the day-to-day and focusing on, you know, what's on my desk, you know, at a, my email inbox at a particular time. But um, I actually had a really good experience not too long ago working with a practice that, that helped put this into perspective you know, just like, I know I, I'm in healthcare to, to help people, but you know, it's sometimes feels a little bit too, too, uh, you know, broad and vague and doesn't always hit home. So, um, so working with a, a practice recently that was really struggling and just didn't feel like we were making an impact and really seeing progress and helping their, their operation. I had actually even like approached my boss and said, ah, you know, I think we should maybe think about not working with them anymore and that we're just not making any progress. Let's focus our energy somewhere else. And, and he, uh, fortunately, he, he brought me back down to earth and said, you know what, we need to do this work for them because those patients deserve the, the care they deserve and they deserve to be in a practice that's 
that's well run and and has smooth operations and, and we can deliver that and and so yeah i mean it does still revolve around the theme of of we're doing it for the patients and that's why i do it and do it for people but but just you know really tying that to the the operations itself and what my role is and in the impact I can have in creating a, a practice environment and operations that that can efficiently and effectively deliver that that care to to people that need it. So yeah, that was that's right. good reminder, and that's you know that's really it. That's what I'm in healthcare for. Sometimes you can feel really removed from the patient. You know, if you're working on a physician comp plan or some some compliance uh, policy, boy, it, it's hard to to remember that that's for the patient. But if you can draw that back, if you can find that line from you through the, the staff, through the physicians, and finally to the patient, that, that what you're doing is a benefit there. It's a huge motivator for, for doing what we do. Good. Well, Jared, you know, let's get to the meat of it. We brought you on the show because we wanted to talk about you know, your favorite idea or innovation or just you know, the most impactful thing you feel you've done in a, in a medical group. That, that you'd like to share with us. Yeah, sure. Um, and that is, you know, I think you, you acknowledge that's, you know, it's a pretty, pretty broad question and there's a lot of, you know, directions that can go. And, you know, there's a lot of innovation standpoints, especially there's a lot happening in the healthcare world, but I kind of have a little bit more, you know, simplistic view actually with what I think um, I can bring to the table and, and what I try to do initially to help these medical groups um, and physician practices and really where my my focus has started to, to shift is to the actual culture and organizational structure and, and team roles and responsibilities, the way that the practice or an organization is fundamentally set up, mm-hmm. um, I think is kind of an underrated thing. But really, when it's right, you get all the pieces of the puzzle working right. And you can get, you know, people at all levels of an organization bought in on a, a you know, particular mission or, you know, goal. And, you can empower them to succeed in their roles and, and be engaged stakeholders in, in, you know, what that mission is. That's um, really, I think, what can take a practice to another level. And, and I've seen that. And it's, it's really rewarding work to be able to make that change. Absolutely. Can you tell me maybe where you've seen the, the I guess, where that, that kind of work has had the most impact, you know, a, a specific clinic that you've been working with? Yeah, yeah, I can think back to um, a practice that um, I was actually, you know, very involved with for a number of years and, you know, didn't really have any type of traditional uh, organizational structure and really didn't have defined roles much at all. And I kind of operated in that environment for, for a while and things, you know, worked and it was fine, but when some things kind of shifted in my perspective and I saw the opportunity actually was brought to my attention that, you know, this is something that I should uh, give some real thought to. Then I started to see the potential that that kind of structure and environment can, can have in transforming the operations of, of practice and ultimately what that means rolling down to uh, patient care and what that experience is for the patients and, and their, their well-being. So, so yeah, it actually came out of kind of a little bit of a hard lesson to learn. It was that uh, it was, you know, it was actually kind of a wake up call from, from a physician leader who just pointed out that in my management role and what I was doing with the teams and the, and the staff and the operations there just kind of wasn't working. And it wasn't so much that like I was doing a bad job or, you know, I was, you know, anything like that, but it was 
it's more like I was trying to do too much and didn't have structure for how things should be done. And I wasn't involving enough people. Things were slipping through the cracks and people's needs weren't being met. And ultimately, like morale was suffering. So, so he actually just had a very honest conversation with me. And, you know, he, to his credit, he infused a lot of confidence in me that, you know, we could, we could turn this around and everything would be able to write this and we could get to the right solution. And so, yeah, I was just had like a, this total introspection for a couple of days after that and just trying to figure out, you know, what does that mean and what do I need to do with this? And the answer that came out of that was, I need to develop people around me. I need to, to empower the people around me. I need to create a structure where there's uh, order and, you know, there's very clear, you know, uh, expectations and support at all levels of the organization and really went to work and just kind of rebuilding that from the ground up. Yeah. Well, Jared, you know, once you realized that that was a thing that needed to happen and you had the, the time to think about it, what did it take to make it work? Did you have a given, you know, structure or a way presented to you that you used or any sort of tools? to do that? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I always had people that could be a sounding board to me outside my physical, you know, practice. And, and um, I had, you know, great network of, of folks to work with, but I think what really turned the corner was um, doing that internally. So I finally identified a couple of key people within the practice that I could involve in that, you know, organizational improvement and people who could contribute input and ideas from, you know, from the ground level of the organization and, you know, trusting that there's people who have a different perspective on things right. that, that is just as valuable, if not more so than, than what I uh, have from, you know, kind of a top-down level. So, so once that kind of collaboration was established, it, mm-hmm. it made a huge difference. What made it, you know, what were kind of the difficult things to get used to working I guess, in, in a team setting rather than, you know, kind of a lone, just lone wolfing it through every decision and, and project and everything. What were the, the main things you had to get used to? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think, um, I think I just kind of by nature have a mentality of, of yeah, kind of that lone wolf, um, that idea of like, hey, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. And you know, I trust myself to do this you know, better than anyone else. And that's, uh, that just doesn't work. Right. Made abundantly clear to me, you know, through this experience and, and others, and that there are super capable and talented people just waiting to be given opportunity and, and to be, you know, trusted with that. So I think that was the hardest thing for me was just kind of letting go of that and putting my my trust in in those people around me that to to see, you know, trying to trust that they were as invested as I was in the success of the practice um, and that they, you know, have the skills and the abilities and know how to know how to, uh, to do it as well. And, and yeah, I think maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised and, you know, shocked at what, uh, what could come from that. And it's been a lesson that I've taken with me very, uh, in a very concrete way. Yeah. That's awesome. How did you know, Jared, that, that a difference had been made? How did you know you were successful? Yeah. I, you know, um, this one's kind of interesting in terms of, you know, measuring employee engagement or, you know, how do people feel? What's their comfort level? It's not necessarily a perfect science for measuring that on a, on a small organization level. Right. But, you know, really, it just kind of came down to what people, how people responded and, yeah. and what I saw from them and how they stepped up. And really what that told me was, 
they wanted to step up all along. They wanted these opportunities. They wanted this direction. They wanted the structure. They wanted to be empowered and entrusted with things like this to, to mm-hmm. lead in their own right. And, you know, when that just kind of got all kicked off and, and set in motion, there was, you know, that was just the natural result of it. That's awesome. Jared, do you know, I mean, in your time of transition from doing things yourself and, and moving over to incorporating a, a team-based style to every to that practice, and probably you've done the same thing going forward, have there been any resources or tools that you've uh, relied on or learned from that might be helpful for our listeners? Yeah, that's a good question. So what I have relied on in trying to develop my team and empower them with the tools that they need is actually looked to Stephen Covey in his famous book, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in that, he talks about what he deems to be the most important skill, and that is communication, which when I had read for the first time, didn't really make sense to me. Like, you know, I thought for sure it'd be, you know, like, you know, business acumen or like, uh, you know, some kind of like strategic, you know, abilities or things like that to, you know, really find the, you know, the secret sauce to to business success and and things like that. But the more that I let that sink in, uh, the more it really rang true with me. So what I do um, is, is just really invest in helping my team grow and establish and expand their abilities with with communication and and mostly you know that's not obviously it's more than just you know conveying words or messages but it's you know it's that uh, also component of really understanding and resolving issues and connecting with people and and, and how to communicate as a leader to get results and, and to build trust. And so that's, that's something I've relied on really heavily and, and have been benefited by. Absolutely. Have you ever read Lencioni's book, The, the Five Dysfunctions of a Team? Uh, no, I have not. It's an incredible book. You know, he speaks in, in parable form and, and it's, it's a story. It's kind of a picture book for adults, but one I would highly recommend that we've been, that we've been working through ourselves in our clinic and you know, I, I think that there's a lot of value that comes from that one when you're you're trying to develop strong teams. So, well, Jared, you know, that I love it. You know, the story from solo to team is one that, you know, I think every single one of us can benefit from. A lot of us take too much on. We we stink at delegating. We make decisions in a silo. And, and by doing so, we alienate a lot of people around us. And, you know, you may not think you're working in a team, but you are, whether you're functionally working in a team or dysfunctionally working in a team, that's a different argument. So, you know, I think your story is is one that applies to each of us and something that we each need to spend some time on. So ni- nice work in recognizing that and taking the feedback from your physician leader and, and making it something, you know, impactful for your practice. So listeners, I, I just want to encourage you to make sure that you're spending time on on your people. Quite often, you may think that all you have are just, you've got to get through your tasks, you've got to get these projects off your desk, but you can do so much more by investing sufficient time in the people around you, either developing them as leaders or delegating to them for them to do that themselves. So, Jared, thank you for being on, and we're excited to, to have you on for the next episode when we talk about your, your greatest lesson from failure. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for tuning into the MedMan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com.